0: Hi, everyone. Say hi to June Nagoro, a licensed physician trained in biomedical science and traditional Chinese medicine in Singapore. She's the founder of wellness brand Kampo Bliss, which showcases TCM knowledge in a simple, fun, and educational way. June focuses on women's health, and today she's on the show to talk more about using TCM with PCOS and general prenatal care. So hi, June. I'm very excited to meet you.
1: Hi. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be part of your podcast to share about TCM um, Fertility.
0: Yeah, and this is really nice for me because uh, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're from Singapore and I moved from Singapore to LA. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I found your Instagram to be very educational and very like fun to Mm -hmm. learn about it and not, you know, very Mm -hmm. like sciencey. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get started. So like my first question for you is what Mm -hmm. is the perspective that TCM has on like the Mm -hmm. female body?
1: Um, So in terms of TCM, there's three main viewpoints when it comes to the female body. So firstly, um, in TCM, the number of um, the woman's life cycles is in seven years. So her fertility status will also change every seven years. And this oh, was recorded yeah, in the classic book, um, what we call the, the yellow emperor's inner classic thousands of years ago, and it still remains very relevant today because you know our biological clock doesn't change much. And when we talk about growth and reproduction, um, TCM always talks about the kidney, which is a special term that we use in TCM, and it's not Um, only has the function of controlling the urinary system, but it also has a very important role in controlling the developing, the growing, and the reproduction. So the seventh cycle um, is, um, so at age seven, that's when the kidney energy becomes more abundant, the reproductive system starts to develop. And then the second cycle, uh, when you're 14, that's when the menses start. And that's when we say the Tian Gui, is a term flourishes, which is very central for menstruation. So if you no know, girls start their menstruation very late, that will often indicate like a low fertility energy. And then at 21, your kidney balance is more stable. 28, your fertility is at its peak. And then 35 is when the fertility slowly declines. At 42, there's signs of aging. And 49 when is when you have your perimenopause, menopause time
0: mm-hmm. oh that's very interesting <laughs> yeah so quick question there uh what mm-hmm. if like someone is someone who has their menstruation earlier than mm-hmm. 14 years old would that mean that they're very fertile <laughs> does it not work <laughs> like that way earlier
1: now there's like children like girls who start at um 10 years old mm-hmm. so that's when it's prematurely you know premature kind of um um menses so it can come early but it might not be very regular so Mm. we need to see how it establishes um, in the years to come and the second point that's very important is that blood is the energetic basis of women so our major body processes like for menstruation skin health hair health pregnancy birth lactation it all involves around blood you know in tcm we always talk about blood and for these Um, processes to happen very smoothly our blood bank needs to be full and in TCM there's this meridian called the Mai, which translates to the sea of blood Um, it's Mm -hmm. very incredibly important in treating any kind of gynecological conditions and it's, um, it's said to transform the kidney essence again kidney and blood into menstrual blood and it plays a key role in maintaining a healthy menstruation so blood is very important. And lastly, like I want to mention about how we see our body as a garden, mm-hmm. um, our body as a temple, but in TCM it's more like garden and you want to aim for the fertile soil when it comes to prenatal care and fertility and even like PCOS. So one of the philosophies that um, TCM that, um, um, sees is that we are not separate from nature nature's constant motion it's flowing seasons and cycle really coincides with our body's nature Mm. Um, yeah so imagine like a garden and you're a gardener whose job is to help the garden to thrive and to help nature along you need to provide you know, necessities like water fertilizer and make sure the plants receive the right amount of sun not too much not too little and mm-hmm. you must remove all the you know undesirable elements like your weed and all that so when it comes to fertility i see the soil as our womb you know the uterine lining the implantation then the water and the irrigation is like your chi and blood and your oxygen flow and the sun is like your young the warmth in our body that's mm. very important implantation for their baby to survive and the seed and the plant that grows from that fertile soil is like your eggs you know your your egg um, in the ovary and the growth of the embryo and the child so yeah. your, your goal and my goal as a physician is to learn how to cultivate and support your inner garden and help to balance the inner ecosystem so that it can flourish
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's how we see mm. I love that visual I think. That is one of the best visuals for, like, you know, um, pregnancy and growing a child, mm. like having a garden. Yes. Um, yeah. I also like that you refer it to a garden because, um, like, in functional medicine, you know, mm. if there's something wrong with the leaf, we check everything. We don't just kind of like treat that particular leaf. Um, mm. So I like that there's like a little holistic overlap there. <laughs> yeah, there's um, definitely
1: overlap, yeah.
0: Yeah. I've heard a lot about like blood circulation for mm. prenatal care. And I'm, I guess we'll talk more about that later. Mm, okay. Um, so, you know, when someone has PCOS, I know mm. in TCM, there are different types of like body constituency that mm. you study and all. Mm. Um, so yeah, when someone has PCOS, like what kind of body con- constituency makes up mm-hmm. the condition? Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, When it comes to TCM,
1: PCOS, there's no like term for PCOS, but it will be classified under irregular periods or amenorrhea, which is the absence of menstruation because a lot of PCOS PCOS patients don't have a regular period. And the reason why is that um, it can be due to a genetic body constitution, which is again associated with the kidney that we talked about earlier. It's also um, the acquired factors So I'll just go through the genetic um, part first. So when both like um, the kidney gene, the essence is deficient and there's a compromised spleen function of the mother, like due to poor nourishment at the time of conception of the baby girl, then one might be more uh, predisposed to having PCOS. So this leads to um, deficiency of what we call the prenatal gene, the kidney essence is deficient before the 14-year-old, which is the second part of the you know seven-year cycle. Right. If the kidney essence is um, deficient, then there's this arrest of follicular development. And that's why we see large numbers of small primary follicle that stockpile in the ovaries. And this is a very typical sign of PCOS. So genetically, kidney gene failure is at its root. And for acquired factors, it can happen during puberty time and also at reproductive years. So during puberty, like around, you know, when your period starts around 14 years old, um, it's very important that the kidney and the spleen establish its function of the Chong Mai, the sea of blood, the meridian. Only then, then, you know, the blood, the menstrual blood can flow and flourish. So at that time, if someone, you know, like some young girls uh, have anorexia or, or bulimia, this will really stop the development. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, if one is like very overweight, um, period can also come prematurely. You know, some girls have it very, very young, but it might not be very regular. And kids nowadays are also have very yeah. high stress.
0: Mm-hmm. High stress. So,
1: you know, we, It will cause like a liver cheese stagnation that can also play a part. And if you're on, you know, hormonal contraception for a very long time, this can disrupt the, the tongue my meridian also.
0: That's a good point you brought up actually about the birth control uh, mm-hmm. pill or I think a lot of it's very prevalent, uh, especially in the States too, like with mm-hmm. teens. Um, so I guess what you're saying is that it actually blocks like the kidney from developing properly, like the essence and then yeah my meridian yeah okay Mm. and that that will contribute to development of pcos later because it's
1: it's very important when you're about 14 or 13 14 you know Mm -hmm. some people start late but that's the time when teenage girls are having a lot of stress and you know sometimes they are put on birth control pills and their period hasn't really established yet you know in the beginning and then if they have period pain and all that um yeah, that's an, also an issue. And so in TCM, PCOS have this underlying kidney deficiency, phlegm and uh, qi and blood stagnation. So in the very typical like overweight type, there's more phlegm accumulation. You know, when we talk about body constitution, um, someone might have more phlegm dampness accumulation. Mm-hmm. And for the normal, like underweight type, which I think is, you know, in my clinic, it's more common to see more like normal underweight type of PCOS. Um, this is when the liver chi stagnation um, leads to a stagnation of blood. So um, the liver chi stagnation is more prevalent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, the terms are a bit <laughs> abstract. So, like in TCM definition, the phlegm and the damp re- refers to the fat,
0: you mm, know, under
1: mm-hmm. our skin, the cyst, you know, the fluid cyst in the ovaries. This is um, phlegm damp. Yeah. And then the liver channels runs around the reproductive organs. So, any kind of obstruction can cause Qi and blood to be stagnant, which leads to like a sluggish onset of blood flow, period pain, um, and irregular periods. Okay, yeah.
0: that's a good mm-hmm. visual. Um, thanks for explaining that because I do think <laughs> it can be quite abstract. Yes. Um, so, you know, upon your description, if like the liver meridians is like around the reproductive organs, yeah. I'm guessing <laughs> if you do acupuncture, that can kind of help with the stagnation. Yes,
1: definitely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: you know, besides uh, acupuncture, which I think is quite mm-hmm. like, popular and everyone knows about acupuncture, Um, Are there any actually other methods in TCM that help PCOS?
1: Um, Yes, definitely. Acupuncture is very useful in regards to like stimulating some of the ovulations. Because PCOS, Mm -hmm. ladies, they don't ovulate very regularly. Some do. Um, But restoring the regular menstrual cycle can only be achieved with the attention to the underlying organ dysfunction, which is kidney, liver and spleen. And that's when herbs are more effective. Mm -hmm. And in the clinic, I'll definitely do a herbal treatment for PCOS, maybe together with um, acupuncture. So both hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like herbs, um, because kidney um, deficiency is a root cause, kidney jing or kidney yin or kidney yang, depending on the person, but kidney tonics is a main part and uh, blood movers, blood tonics, because we talked about how blood is the basis of all women and um, the liver chi movers to reduce stress and also to nourish the um, HPA axis, you know, to calm the mind,
0: because mm-hmm. how you
1: know, our brain, our hypothalamic um, pituitary and the ovary is all communicating with each other. Right. So this one is what we use liver, liver tonics also, and also calming the mind, the spirit um, is a you know, type of herbs that we also incorporate because having, you know, reducing stress and having a good sleep is so important. A lot mm-hmm. of
0: teenagers
1: and even adults, we work until very late. And <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Study, yeah, studies have also shown like just two milligrams of melatonin, um, daily for six months will decrease testosterone and reduce the menstrual a regulation. So, you know, sleep, something to help calm is also, um, we take that into account.
0: Yeah. So you, you talked a lot about like liver, um, yeah. you know, stagnation and like herbs mm-hmm. to help with the liver, uh, like the blood flow. Um, would that be sort of like similar to actually, cause you know, in like the Western medicine, the liver is like the detox organ so would that be like also kind of helping the body to detox in a way? Or is oh, it just yeah. more about the blood?
1: Um, in TCM, liver stores the menstrual blood. So we want to support the liver to flow, I see. Um, make sure that the menstrual blood flow properly. And of course, there's a detox um, pathway as well. Um, when in TCM, you know, have, going to the toilet every day, have going, having a good bowel movement is also part of detoxing detoxification. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah, definitely liver um, and, and detox is um, also come come in hand together. Mm-hmm. And also when we talk about like ovarian cysts, you know, the phlegm dissolvers, um, we use that um, some herbs to dissolve the phlegm and right. we prevent the phlegm from accumulating by supporting the spleen, because we know that PCOS is you know, all about blood sugar imbalance and insulin sensitivity. So we want to support the spleen and clear the excess dampness. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. very interesting. Um yeah, I was actually like later on, I was going to ask you, like, you know, what are mm-hmm. some Chinese herbs that help with ovulation and implantation? Um, can we jump to that? Like well, since yeah. you're talking about the herbs, right? I mean, this is not for like people to go out and buy it by themselves, no. but I guess, mm-hmm. um, yeah, what I like to some of the general ones that actually help no. with like, yeah, ovulation. Sure. Okay.
1: ovulation and implantation. But before we come to that you know, specific part, different phases of ovulation and implantation. First, we need to focus on building the fertile soil that we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier Mm -hmm. and establish a regular cycle according to their constitution and symptoms. So if someone has like no period for six months or even a year, then you need to take the herbs to let the period come on its own naturally. And then we can focus more on ovulation and implantation. So for ovulation in TCM, there's like four different phases when it comes to the menstrual cycle. So the when you're bleeding, bleeding, it's the blood phase. Then after it becomes the in phase, and then when the in pivots to the yang phase, that's when ovulation happens. Got so it. upon yeah, upon building the <laughs> the foundation, um, we add some yang herbs. Like ba tian, yang These are to give the power to the eggs so that it can kind of push out of the follicle because mm-hmm. ovulation requires a very high metabolic action. So we need to support with kidney yang tonics. And also at the same time, it says if there's a lot of stagnation, we use blood movers like tao ren hong hua, which is a apricot kernel and like saffron flowers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it helps to move and, and helps. Things to flow well. Mm. So that's for ovulation, and then for implantation, um, like the luteal phase, right? The the second right. part of the cycle. That's when your temperature goes up, right? Your when you if you are doing a basal body temperature <laughs> it's when that, starting, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we call the young phase. The kidney young is more predominant, so we mm. want to support that phase by adding like two si zi. Ba Tian again, and Du Zong. I know it's like Chinese names. I know. <laughs> these are the, the herbs to support the luteal phase and keep the progesterone high. And these herbs are also safe for pregnancy. Right. Um Yeah, and also to keep the womb warm and, you know, nourished, we want to add qi and blood tonics like um, ashwagandha, uh, rinseng, bai zu, you know, all this. Um, warming herbs mm-hmm. to keep the womb nice and warm and um, we don't want any kind of micro contraction of the womb we want to keep everything calm and smooth so um, um, calming herbs like Xiang Fu that we always use for fertility for women we add a bit of that and yeah things think herbs like this uh, is a very commonly used yeah during the ovulation and implantation <laughs>
0: Sounds good. I mean, yeah. I think the whole yin to yang and then, mm-hmm. you know, the shift and then you said that yeah. that was like ovulation. That makes very much sense to me because <laughs> that's usually when I feel very hot <laughs> yeah. when my temperature rises.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And also I wanted to just a quick word about, yeah, like the herbs. Like I'm, I guess like when you were describing the implantation, a lot of it is like warming and like soothing. Mm-hmm. So actually in terms of like, Um, just eating right like if someone's always fairly cold then that Mm -hmm. would actually be an issue right that they have to avoid cold beverages and all that
1: yeah definitely so again you know different everyone might have a a bit of blood stagnation but how much of stagnation or how much of the coldness you have in the womb so that's when dosage and the type of herbs will change because there's a lot of young tonics but they have different strength yeah mm, i see yeah the ginger will be not as strong as, as another kind of herb like foods and you know all this right. is much stronger mm-hmm. so and also the dosage is very very important because we don't want someone to be too hot and kind of deplete the in and you get a bit more dry you know than mm-hmm, the bad. Mm-hmm. To be, right yeah. yeah so yeah things like that
0: Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So, from a, like a Chinese medicine perspective, I know you talked a little bit about like making sure the soil is fertile. Yeah. Um are there any other areas that to you know, we should consider when like when a woman wants to start trying for a baby?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um in Singapore, it's very it's quite common for couples to come in together to seek TCM treatment to regulate what we call tiao, tiao, t, tiao before you know trying to conceive. I have patients who are like, oh, just, just, just got engaged and <laughs> yeah, so um like many Chinese people will start um eating, um, taking Chinese chicken essence, red tea, avoiding cold, raw food. Mm-hmm. Um that's, I think that's a very big picture to start off with. And again, um, going back to the fertile, fertile soil concept that we talked about earlier, um, managing stress, you know, work, relationships, um, environment, finances, or,
0: you know, career. Finances,
1: <laughs> big, <laughs> I know it's such a big umbrella, you know, but um stress is always to do with the liver chi flow. Of course, if you're very stressed, you know, even like um anyone would, would might, maybe might have a delay in period. So managing mm-hmm. stress is one thing and doing the right exercise for you, um, not too much heat exercise, like high intensity one, cause we want the blood to flow. We want the nourishment for the soil and womb. We don't want too much heat, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so doing something easy, a bit less impactful um, will be uh, beneficial also. And of course, eating according to your own body type, having the right um, nutrients and supplements, you know, for the soil, your womb, and also sleeping before midnight. I think that's very important also, because at around midnight, that's when the in energy rises. And if you always burn the midnight oil, you're depleting your in essence. So in refers to the blood, the body fluids, the kidney Mm -hmm. essence, the feminine energy. So you want to, you know, keep that in energy strong. And if you're yeah. very, if you're cold, on the other hand, you want to work on your young, yeah. you know, by having like ginger tea, um, definitely no cold smoothies, you know, raw food, get some sun, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the kind of balance to, you know, to get everything right. And it's also very important not to forget about men's fertility. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I was going to mention then- that. yeah
1: um yes PCOS you know you you want to get your irregular cycles um back again but at the same time um you know for couples it's very if you're trying for a baby doing a basic sperm analysis is so important and and at the same time getting the right herbs and nutrients to support the 70 days sperm cycle is also Mm -hmm. something to consider as well because it's not like okay I take this herb and this supplement and then boom (laughs) Uh, yeah it's gonna take time um takes two to tango so i always strongly encourage couples to come in for consultation together and in my clinic a lot of couples they do treatment acupuncture side by side and it's i think it's really great for providing mental and emotional support as well
0: yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, if I was in Singapore now, I would definitely dra- drag my husband <laughs> to your <laughs> clinic. Um, quick, yeah, quick mm. question about the sperm health. Um, so is that also about like the liver for them or is it like some other organ?
1: Kidney is also very important. Okay. Okay. Yeah, kid- yeah, because kidney is like your prenatal like your DNA, mm-hmm. like the DNA that you get, um, you know, like from your parents, the prenatal energy, the mm. essence. Um, of course, um, uh, if guys, if men have uh, varicocele or anything like with too much heat, you know, for for guys, it's more about cooling. Yeah, they they yeah.
0: usually run hot, right? Yeah, they run hot, <laughs>
1: and Singapore is so hot and humid. So <laughs> it's very simple: wearing uh, very loose boxes, going for a swim. It can change a lot of things mm-hmm. for some men. I see. Um, yeah. So herbs and acupuncture
0: can also be done for for sperm um, health as well. Yeah, I mean we we have been talking you know a lot about like circulation and blood flow. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually I actually saw like a like almost like a TCM fertility specialist, and mm-hmm. she advocates for eating a lot of red meat to help with blood flow mm-hmm. to the uterus. I'm um, obviously you know like good quality beef. And all that, yeah. um, like, what do you what do you think about that? Like in preparation for a baby, does that help? The red meat uh,
1: helping with the blood flow, yeah. Um, to a certain extent, um, like what you said, grass-fed beef or you know, like good organic ones, in small amounts every yeah. day. Um, red meat definitely helps to build the blood, which is very useful for those who have blood deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't have to be anemia but just low on iron or you know, and red meat contains the heme iron which has a bit more higher bioavailability than non-heme plant-based iron mm-hmm. so like in traditional chinese medicine we always encourage like organ meat liver pig's blood all these are encouraged sounds good <laughs> <laughs> so we have this term called like, 血肉, 血肉 qing. So like anything mm-hmm. with blood and meat kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, gets absorbed better by the body. Right. And even for herbs, we use some animal products if there's like se- severe deficiencies. Um, so it's not just like plants and seeds but some animal products in the herbs as well Mm -hmm. and you're right to say that in TCM there's a lot of talk about blood flow flow and circulation but for that to happen you need a sufficient supply you know if there's low supply means low flow so again going back to the garden imagine like a water hose if there's yeah. very little water, it wouldn't flow. It would just trickle like no power. <laughs> but if there's more water, the flow will be much smoother, and it can reach further out. You know, into mm-hmm. it not just the fallopian tube and ovaries and eggs. It goes to the small little micro circulation. So this blood supplies come from food, and food is always transformed and transported by the spleen. Mm-hmm. Uh, system um, which is part of the digestive system and it turns into chi and blood which is then stored in the liver so for those people with very poor digestion um, I wouldn't just tell them okay go and eat great meat <laughs> right they might not they might be able to absorb mm-hmm. so attention is always focused on the strength of the digestive system and whether they can even you know obtain the nutrients um, from the food that's necessary for production of blood
0: yeah it all goes back to the gut <laughs> yeah it go back to the gut yes. I love it I love that we started talking about hormones but then we started talking about the digestive system yeah 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 go ahead yeah. go ahead yeah go ahead. yeah I mean it's very true like uh, even in functional medicine if someone doesn't have like like low stomach acid or if they have like problems digesting mm-hmm. um mm-hmm no point if you eat a healthy diet, you can't really absorb the nutrients yeah. or even get into the cells. So yeah. that's a good point that you brought up.
1: Yeah, so we always add a bit of like, there's just simple like ginger or tangerine peel, um, sansa, you know, the Chinese, the sour, hothong.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. It's like mm-hmm.
1: Just to give a bit of, um, you know, a boost in the spleen energy <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, break things up and um, absorb. Yeah, yeah so when it comes to like preparation of the, the baby, um, the zi gong, which literally translates to the child's palace has to be perfect. Oh, so, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very funny terms, right? Yeah, and the baby likes, you know, very soft and plushy uterine lining with lots of blood flow, which carries the oxygen and nutrients, otherwise it wouldn't survive. Mm. And you know, when we talk about minerals, um, you know, women need about 15 milligrams of iron a day. Some people need a bit more. So, iron is very important in making red blood cells, which carry oxygen around the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, if, if someone can't take red meat, you know, if someone's vegetarian or vegan, mm-hmm. then um, like dark red, red color food like red beans, kidney beans, spinach, tempeh, and also like black strap molasses dried apricot. I think it's a good source of, of, of iron. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, and of course, there's herbs, you know, blood tonics to increase the production, like, which I know you can get in supermarkets. I don't know if you have. <laughs> probably not the,
0: yeah, probably not the supermarkets here, but definitely like an acupuncturist. I guess <laughs> uh, yeah, as a
1: tonic yes. soup, yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of nourishing, blood nourishing food like you know red dates, tangkui chicken, black chicken, mm-hmm. uh, mulberries, this kind of very dark you know like cherries and all that. It's
0: also Yeah, yeah, those I sound make- good. Very good. Mm. Um, I'm so glad you mentioned liver because, yeah, like my husband and I love liver. And actually, I actually made some beef liver like bites recently Mm -hmm. like i i got this book by uh, lily nicole's and it's real foods for pregnancy so just Mm. basically getting some recipes from there and one of it was like liver um yeah but yeah liver is such a good source of like many many nutrients um yes so i'm glad that it's on the list
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i think it's something new i think like in singapore and nandos they have very good liver you know, liver, oh like how do you cook this thing? You know, how mm-hmm. do you keep this thing? Where do you find it? But um like in Singapore, maybe in Asian supermarkets, they always sell like a pack, it comes mm-hmm. with like the heart and liver, usually it's together. Yeah, yeah. So you can cook it in like stew or like tomato sauce, you can chop them up and put it in. Like in because I'm Japanese, we use a lot of ginger to get rid of that that gimmicky smell oh so like, like the metallic yeah.
0: flavor oh um, you- yeah i
1: use the ginger it gets rid of all the smell yep. yeah and we put the just soy sauce and mirin and just kind of stew it a little bit
0: yeah mirin that sounds great a while. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and like you know for anyone who's listening now and if you're in the states um you can find liver in whole foods for example like just ask for chicken or beef they might not be on display, but whenever I ask, they usually have it in the back. So just oh. FYI there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try it out once. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think we covered like a lot of information mm-hmm. and I, I'm really glad about the visuals. Um, but before we wrap up, do you have anything else you want to add about like women's health or PCOS or like, prenatal care? Um,
1: yeah, I think there was a lot of information out there. And I hope everyone had some new perspective on how TCM views PCOS and fertility. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing I want everyone to remember, that will be the concept of the fertile soil.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I think think that's a good one. Yeah, the
1: sun, the soil, the water that runs under the soil Mm -hmm. and the sea. So you want to really look at each aspect and maybe reflect back on what we talked about
0: Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the biggest key takeaway was I just keep remembering like the kidney and like blood flow (laughs) and like my liver, like, you know, taking care of the liver too. I think that's very important. Um, So, yes, I remember that. And also, I think it's good to look out for if anyone does go to an acupuncture here, like an acupuncturist here or a TCM practitioner, um, at least they might understand a little bit more about what's happening in their Mm. body. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know for everyone who's like in singapore and they want to find you at your clinic or find you where can they go
1: um you can find me on instagram i think uh, melissa will also link it to her podcast oh, yeah, for sure um it's campo bliss you can um, um book an appointment with me um, at the clinic uh, unfortunately, I'm not doing any um, online consultation at the moment because, you know, first time I would like to see the patient um, in um, person. person. Yeah. Uh, and also it's a bit hard to uh, send the herbs without seeing the patient. So um, I'm only seeing patients in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And you can also download my free TCM self-care app. All the links are in my Instagram. So this will just give you a very rough um like body check, organ check, you know, um, there's a bit on fertility as well.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Then I'll,
1: I go into like acupuncture and lifestyle nutrition tips, just as a quick, you know, TCM checkup.
0: Yeah, yeah. that sounds so cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds so cute. I actually downloaded your app, but I haven't really oh, looked through it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I will now. I really love like your images. Like, if, you, if someone's listening to this and you have not followed her, you should really go and do it. <laughs> it's really cute. Um well thank you, June, for you thank know coming you. on. Um it was really nice to meet with you and also chat about, you know, TCM and like PCOS. Yeah. Okay,
1: thanks Melissa for having me. Thank you so much. Right.